0: This week on GP Core content, we're going to talk about critical appraisal. So, the overall aims of critical appraisal are to detect bias or error, understand the significance or magnitude of the results, and ask yourself can it be applied to the patient. So, the five elements of critical appraisal are what is the research question, what is the design of the study, what is the study's validity assess the study's results and assess the study's generalizability or applicability to my patients. (coughs) Now in terms of the the question this is usually in the introduction section, they usually have the primary outcomes and possibly some secondary questions or outcomes Uh, and a good way to do this is the PICO format, so patient, intervention, comparison, outcome and the outcome you want to make sure this is relevant because sometimes the outcomes are not relevant you know like statins for example um types of study so the second that was like what is the research question the second question what is the design of the study Um, so there's two different types of study there's a trial and then there's a study so trial is like a randomized controlled trial which is the gold standard Uh, and then you can have controlled trials which is the same as a randomized controlled trial but the patient groups haven't been randomized and the importance of randomising the groups is that it's an efficient way of taking out any <coughs> confounding bias. Um, you know, you make the groups about the same overall through randomization, and that helps eliminate um, any bias that the results might not have been due to chance. And then in terms of the studies, you know, you're looking at basically with the studies, you know, who has the exposure and who doesn't. Uh, and the exposure is decided by something or someone else. So you've got a prospective cohort study, which is where you find people with an exposure to something and then you follow them forward in time. And you have a retrospective cohort study, which is where you find people who have had <coughs> the exposure, but you've already got the data on the outcome. So you take this data that's already collected and work back. Then you've got a case control study, um, so this is where you find people with the disease and you go back and look for exposure. Uh, and you might do this, This is like an example of this would be a safety analysis. And then the least powerful of all is a cross-sectional study, which is limited value, which is where you assess the patient, whether the patient has the exposure and the outcome. For example, a patient with a form <coughs> saying that they've got they don't exercise and they have diabetes and you might be able to um, through association associate the two but you can't use it to prove any causative kind of elements Um, next is the study's validity so the reason that validity is important um, is that you want to make sure it's conducted in a way that there's no bias within the result and bias is basically a systemic error that will give you erroneous conclusions that won't give you the truth. Uh, and a poor, you know, this affects quality. So a poor quality study will tend to overestimate the effect of the intervention. <coughs> um, for example, you know, with validity, um, if you're trying to link smoking and lung cancer, um, but you've got someone who works with asbestos within a group, um, that could affect... Uh, who gets lung cancer, uh, and that's something that you haven't accounted for within the study, and this could something that could have affected the results. So when you're analysing the validity of the study, you have to think about all the things that could have otherwise accounted for the results and make sure that they were included within the study. <coughs> and basically, if you don't randomise properly, then the two samples could be different. So you're trying to account for the difference in groups that aren't due to the intervention. the next phase is step four which is assess the study's results so you want to look at how the results are described to you um, you want to look at you know the qualitative and quantitative data um, look at the descriptive statistics So who is in the study means standard deviations interquartile quarter ranges look at the comparisons and inferential statistics <coughs> So, stats to compare the intervention and the control and see if it makes a difference. And you can look at text tables and graphs for that. So, you're going to see things like confidence intervals, p values, um, means, standard deviations, interquartile ranges within this data. And that's something that you need to be able to understand. Uh, and lastly, it's generalizability and applicability. So, you want to look at which patients. Um, you know, this study of yours could apply to. Um, you know, does the evidence apply to my patients now? Do the subject study look like my patients? And a good way of thinking of this is, um, think of whether your patient could have gotten into the study. Look at the inclusion and exclusion criteria. Uh, and then look at the outcome, like does the outcome really matter? And is the intervention even available? So you look looking generally at the applicability and generalizability of the study that's been done.